The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolica or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people who support Saints Happy Hour. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com. Hey fellas, this is Greg Williams, Dr. Heat. I get my ass ripped for having too many zero blitzes. And some of those, I'd love to have back. But you're all on the podcast. I can't believe it. It pales what I do on a zero blitz in comparison to some of the bad life choices that Andrew, Ralph, Dave, and Kevin make. Are you kidding me? We can't make better choices on what we say and do and how we live our life. And now it's on podcasts? Let's get this straightened out. And let's do a better job for everybody out there who listens to that dumbass that you guys are talking about. Enjoy it. Signing off, Greg Williams. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This is a special Saints Happy Hour Twitter Spaces. As always, our Twitter Spaces are brought to you by JLD hot sauces and knives for all your hot sauces and knives needs go to jldsharpsauce.com andrew kevin and dave may or may not be along with us uh in a minute to discuss the sean payton trade to denver um i'm just gonna start here benjamin albright he covers the broncos man and i'm just gonna say this i don't think media and people in Denver, I don't think they understand Sean Payton's pettiness and the lengths that that man will go to to control the media and settle scores and have everything run like he wants to run. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, a guy who t- I'm telling about is dead. Kenny Wilkerson. Some of you might know if you're an old head Saints fan. He used to be Saints sideline reporter. WWL. He would. He was the Saints sideline reporter during games. He was the Saints daily reporter. He would be sort of Buddy D, the late great Buddy D. His eyes and ears with the Saints. And Kenny Wilkerson would go out to Saints practice, and he was connected with the players. He kind of had like a Jay Glazer. He was friendly with the players. Players that hunted and fished. Kenny Wilkerson would hook them up with stuff, and he, they would give Kenny Wilkerson information. <laughs> now, Kenny Wilkerson had a lot of personal problems, substance abuse. He went on message boards. 
incognito as Stonewall and did some things that weren't questionable. So that helped get him fired as well. But also, he had sources within the Saints Sean Payton didn't like. And he broke injury news in 2006 and 2007 that Sean Payton hated. And Sean Payton got him run off. Got him run off as the Saints sideline reporter. Eventually got him run off as uh, Saints host for WWL. Kenny Wilkerson ended up driving carriages in the French Quarter. Partly because Sean Payton ran him off. That's the level of pettiness that you're dealing with. with Sean Payton in Denver. So Mr. Albright, good luck to you, sir. You're going to need it. Because Sean Payton will freeze you out. And he already knows what you said, and he's naming names without doing it through Jeff Duncan. So it's going to be fun because New Orleans, at our core, we are a very petty people. And we love that about Sean Payton because he was our asshole, right? So if he was petty and playing the king of life and doing all his stuff, we loved it. Denver, I don't know if that town is like, if they're going to reach his level of petty, I don't know if it's a, we'll see if it's a fit. I think he'll win. I think it'll be interesting. And oh, by the way, if you line up what Denver has given up for Russell Wilson and what they gave up for Sean Payton, it is a crap ton of picks. Um, now, I know a lot of people asked to speak, and I'll get to you. Um, I know a lot of people are unhappy with the, the compensation the Saints got. They're like, oh, they didn't get enough. You know, Tampa got two firsts and two seconds for John Gruden. The Saints didn't get enough. Sean Payton's now the highest paid coach. How could they not get what they didn't get enough for him? But I think the thing that people are forgetting is, yeah, Mickey Lewis had leverage against Denver, but he didn't have all the leverage. And Sean Payton was... If you believe Albert Breer and other reporters, he was like the fourth choice. Like the Denver originally wanted Jim Harbaugh. Well, they originally wanted D'Amico Ryan's. Then they wanted Jim Harbaugh. Then they got a deal with Sean Payton. Then they went back to D'Amico Ryan's one more time before he went to the Texans. And then they settled on Sean Payton. So you can kind of argue that he was Denver's fourth choice. So for Mickey Loomis to get two top 64 picks from a team for their fourth choice. It's doing pretty good work. And Mickey Loomis didn't have all the leverage, man. You could not, if you were Mickey Loomis, if you if Mickey Loomis would have held up the deal with Denver and said, Denver, you, we're not giving you Sean Payton. You, you, you got to give us more, right? And, and then Sean Payton has to go back to Fox. Do you think Sean Payton, as petty, as petulant, as leak-heavy as he was this year, how do you think he was going to deal with Mickey Loomis screwing him out of minimum $20 million because who's to say Sean Payton's guaranteed the job next year? So you have mad Sean Payton leaking, lingering over the Saints. Who's to say he won't sabotage DA and leak more rumors that he's coming back to the Saints, even if he doesn't? The Saints couldn't have that hanging over him for 2023. That wouldn't have been tenable. And second of all, the Saints need picks, man. They need picks to have any hope in the crappy division that is the NFC South. And now, Mickey Loomis, he's got picks. He's got the 30th pick. It's not great, but at least when you combine that with them creating cap saves, at least you have a path forward. If you didn't have picks and Sean Payton went back to Fox, it had been a gloomy as hell offseason around here. So I think Mickey Loomis did really well. I think he pushed the leverage that he had. And... I don't know if he got the best deal he could, 
But he got a pretty good, in my opinion, a good deal. So we'll get to people now. We got a bunch of people that want to talk. Uh, and I, we even got John, uh, friend of the show, John Crumpler from, uh, he covers the Texans. We'll talk to him about uh, D'Amico Ryan. I know everybody here excited about that. Freaking about football, what you got for me? Uh, I, I I have to know what they're paying Sean Payton because Sean Payton probably – I can't see how Sean Payton's uh, like was fine with Denver just keep going to another person because like yeah. anybody else for this guy, anybody else yeah, for this right. guy. That's right. I mean I, – So I, like they had – Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's getting close to 20. He's got to be. Right. Oh, it's got to be. And, and I'm telling you, like, people thought, people, I was arguing people, people were like, oh, well, he's making good money. If he can go back to Fox. Dude, he wasn't making, I mean, granted, for me and you, like, if Sean Payton's yeah. making two or three million bucks working part-time at Fox, that's incredible. But for Sean Payton and Don Yee, making three million or making 20 million, it's a huge difference. Clearly, Sean Payton wanted to get back in. And I, I think, like, Denver, man, they just like even if you have Walmart money and you have all these things, like it didn't work out. And I think you know, thankfully for the Saints, it came back around and and they got the deal. I just think the deal is pretty good for the Saints, man. And oh, and, I'm good with it. You yeah. know, and the thing is, forget about football. Is people are like, well, that that the thirtieth pick, it's almost a second round pick. It's twenty nine. It's almost a second round pick, and the second round pick next year is going to be, you know, in the in the late second round. Are you sure about that? Like. What if Russell Wilson is cooked? Like, who's to say Denver won't go? I mean, they went five and twelve. Who's to say they won't go nine and eight? And oh, by the way, a division with Patrick Mahomes, a division, yeah. a division with uh, Herbert, a division that's probably going to have Tom Brady in Vegas, right? So that's a hard division. Like, who's to say they won't go eight and nine or nine and eight? And that second round pick isn't like forty. 41. So if you get pick 30 or you get pick 29 and pick 41, that's a good haul for a coach. Yeah, the, the, giving the third round pick back is annoying. But I'll be, but I'll tell you what, for one thing, freaking about football, you'll be really happy next year when you got that second round pick because Philadelphia's got the Saints second round pick. So yeah. I, I think it was, I think it was a really good, I think it was a really good haul by, by Mickey Loomis and, 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 Andrew Juge, my co-host, he made this point. It really sort of allows Mickey Loomis to reset and sort of get a mulligan for the Eagles trade. Now, yeah. it doesn't make the Eagles it doesn't make the the trade with the Eagles good, right? You gave up a tenth round pick, they, the tenth pick overall. The Saints thought they were going to be a playoff team, and they thought that would pick would be in the teens to late early twenties, most likely. It ain't going to be that. So, I'm not going to pretend like that Eagles trade was good and it worked out. But you got a first round pick back, you got a second round pick back. If Penning works out and is above average tackle, the trade the trade with the Eagles is fine. You know? Yeah. So it, it it makes that trade salvageable because basically you you got back the second round pick that you lost in twenty twenty four. You got back yep. the first round pick you lost this year. You obviously mm-hmm. lost nineteen spots. You went from ten to twenty nine. But if Trevor Penning is what they think he can be, and granted that looks questionable because he can't stay That's healthy. Right. Um, but if he can, like, we saw flashes of dominance in him when he did play in the, yeah. in the rare instances. If he can be what we think he can be, you basically lost 19 picks and you got uh, you got a Pro Bowl tackle. Yeah, I, I would give that up. I yeah. would give that up. Every I, time. I think the frustrating thing, the thing that worries me. Thanks for freaking about football. The thing that worries me about Penning is his off season is shot now. Like. 
He looked pretty good against Carolina. He was moving people, and it was interesting. Thing is, now, he had a plan. He was like, hey, I know I have to work on all this stuff. Zach Streep says it. And he had a plan to go. I forget the, the tackle in Texas where he's a, like an academy where he works with NFL offensive linemen. He had the plan all laid out. He's like, I'm going to take a two-week break. I'm going to do that. Now, that ain't going to happen. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. He's going, to be, he's going to be in a boot. So it sort of sets him back. So we'll see. Um, I want to talk, before I get to Josh and before I get to some other people, I want to talk to John Crumpler, friend of the program. Uh, John, it didn't work out with the Saints trading Sean Payton, getting the Texans, but I just want to talk about the Texans in a short time. I know this is a Saints podcast, but I have to feel like as a Texans fan to know that the Texans, Denver really wanted D'Amico Ryans. They really wanted him. And the Texans beat him out for him. I feel like this is a really, this is kind of like a monumental, this is the this is the official beginning of whatever the Texans are going to be after Watson and all their horribleness. Like today yes. is the beginning of that. And it's like, yeah, the guy who's one of our no. top five players all time, he told Denver to shove it and he's coming here. And it's just like, I feel this joy for the Texans and I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great day for Houston, and I and I think New Orleans is equally a, a big winner in all of this. I was, I think, at least from what I'd heard over the past week since we hosted that space together, week, man. did a great job introducing uh, the Houston fan base to Sean Payton. Is uh, I did not perceive that to be a very serious option for the team when people were discussing. Yeah. Who it would be? I think that Jonathan Gannon was a huge favorite of uh, general manager Nick Casario. If they weren't going to be able to land Ryan's, I also think that the interview of Mike Kafka had gone very well, and they were kind of attached to the idea of going with a younger candidate with the younger roster. And so for Houston, I mean, they got their top guy. I think they got the most sought after coordinator on the market. You know, it's a guy that the Colts and the Cardinals wanted to interview when he canceled with them. Um, So yeah, I I feel great today. And I just wanted to stop in and listen to you guys talk about this. Cause I think this is a, I mean, if you wait a year, you you don't really know what happens to Sean Payton's value. And I think that's a first round pick. Like also, oh sorry. No, I just think and thank thanks, John. I I think that's a great point about you can't project. And the thing is, this coaching search, it didn't go like Sean. I think like Sean Payton maybe thought it was gonna go. Like he thought it was like, oh, all these people, all these teams are just gonna give me whatever I want. It's gonna be like Stephen Ross, and it's gonna be like the the Dolphins, where they're gonna offer me five years, one hundred twenty five million, all the power, everything I want. And it didn't really go like that. And yeah, Dallas is out there, but and the and people think the Chargers. But if, man, if the Chargers wanted Sean Payton, they'd have jumped in. After they botched that playoff game horribly. But they didn't, man. They didn't jump in and do it. Like it was never gonna happen. So I think I think there was there was at least 
as good a chance that you weren't going to get what you got today in a year. And I think Mickey Loomis realized that and did the best <clears throat> did the best he could. Now, I won't give Mickey Loomis a pass. I think he botched the CD, the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trade in a sense of he waited too damn long. He got 50 cents on the dollar. He should have done that draft day and got a third-round pick, got a fourth-round pick. Instead, he waited, and it was either like, okay, we'll take this bag of nothing from Philadelphia or we'll cut him. And that was horrible by Mickey Loomis. But in this instance today, I think he did pretty well. Josh, what you got for us? Uh, so, so I got I got two questions. Uh, the first one is is how do you, how do you think that Sean will do in that division? Because you know that's that, that's gonna be a tough division. It is tough. Just with you know with uh, it's, it's got the Chargers in it. It's yeah. got Kansas City. Like it's gonna be a tough division. It's like, tough. I, how do you I, think he does working with uh, Russell Wilson? I think it's and, gonna, the, and the assets they have I, as of right now. I think they have a really nice defense. They have a really nice running game. They have some nice receivers. They're pretty good. I, the thing is with Denver is like Nathaniel Hackett was just so out of his depth. Like you could yeah. just see it. Like he couldn't he couldn't run games. The the offense was broken. Like they couldn't figure it out. Like Sean Payton will they're probably like an eight win roster as is. You know, and they yeah. can create they can create yeah. cap space, but we'll see how Sean does. Uh yeah. I see how he does building a staff. Now listen, Sean Payton struggled. <laughs> he went through five defensive coordinators with the Saints. So like let's yeah. not let's not you know, we'll see. You know, Vic Fangio isn't signed yet. Me, I don't know if he'll go back to Denver. He was coached there. We'll see. You know, and, and that I think your question to Sean Payton, how he does in Denver, I think the more interesting question, Josh is who's he going to come looking for on Dennis Allen's staff? Because you, you look at Dennis Allen's staff, right? He's got to find a tight end coach, got to find a run game quarter. He's got to replace Ryan Nielsen. Ryan Nielsen's mm-hmm. going to Atlanta. Is Sean Payton going to try to get Chris Richards? Because Chris Richards was the guy Sean Payton was involved in hiring, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the co-defensive yep. Does Dennis Allen say to Richards, hey, man, stay here. I'll let you call the plays. That way, Sean Payton can't come and get you. And I, I actually kind of wish DA, DA would do that because I think it would be good for DA to sort of, hey, yeah. you're the defensive coordinator. I'm the head coach. I'm coaching the coaches. I'm sort of dealing with everything. I think that would be good for DA, and it would be good for the Saints to keep Richard. But you have people on the Saints staff. Does does Sean Payton, does he want Ronald Curry to be his offensive coordinator even though he would call plays? Does he want – does he want Zach Streif to be, instead of being an assistant offensive line coach? Does he want Zach Streif to be the full time offensive line coach? Who does he take on the staff? Does he take analysts? Does he come knocking? Here's here's the thing that would be hilarious, and it would I think it would be it would infuriate some Saints fans, but I think it's very possible. I think there's a chance Sean Payton comes for Pete Carmichael, and the Saints tell him no. <laughs> because, yeah, because here's I the thing. Think about that. <laughs> because Josh, here's the thing. If you're DA and you look around and you're like, they got 12 more or, or uh, let's see, 11 more offensive coordinator spots to be filled in the NFL. No, Pete, you're not leaving. You're the best I can do. Like, and I know that <laughs> yeah. would, I know it would infuriate State's Twitter to a certain extent. But oh, for yeah. DA, I would kind of get it late in the process now. 
You the know? Saints Twitter, if that happened, it would be absolutely <laughs> crazy. They would be. But not. Uh, my other thing is, is it's just crazy how all this shaped out. Because I remember like a couple of days ago, y'all, y'all were oh, yeah. spacing hours in here. And we were all like, yeah, Sean's probably not getting a job. Yeah, I mean, it looked. And all this comes out out of nowhere. And I, I, I was shocked when I saw the news day. I was like, how Damn. did all this come down after two days ago? It was like, he's not going anywhere. He's not going to get a job. Yeah, it did. It did, look, it did look like that. Thanks, Josh. It did look like that. Yeah. And, and Benjamin Albright is out here dropping, just throwing Molotov cocktails, doing, you know, pill popping, Vicodin tweets, and alluding to it straight out, uh, retweeting stuff. And, and it was a real sense. It was like, man. This has Sean Payton kind of botched this. He kind of said bad things about the Texans to Colin Cowherd, and we're like, man, he didn't go to Carolina. It's kind of Denver a bust. And Albright was kind of all in on like he's not getting the job. Denver was circling back to Harbaugh, so it looked really bleak. But it started to turn kind of yesterday, and it started to turn today. Like you saw it on Albright's Twitter feed. Like he took down the thing that his tweet that was pinned that he said people are hearing that Sean Payton's going to go back to Fox. He started backtracking, and you really got the sense that like it was coming out that like they kept going back to Jim Harbaugh. They kept going back, and he wasn't – he got a raise out of it, and he wasn't going – I didn't know that they had – really wanted D'Amico Ryans, and they made even one final pitch to him before they went back to Peyton. I didn't know that until later, until earlier tonight. But it really did. Like, to me, and and I want to talk to some of these old, I want to talk to some of these old head Saints fans because uh, I want to talk to Eric, and I I want Skooks to speak. Because just thinking about this with the Saints, and I know a lot of you listen to this, and you you come up on board with the Saints twenty, you know, two thousand maybe or two thousand six. You're you're young if you're under thirty. Two thousand six might be your starting point. And I get it. Like you're not used to the Saints losing, but I want to tell you all these old all old head Saints fan Eric. I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm I'm old. I'm forty. I'm forty six. And to me, like it's not as amazing and ridiculous as the Saints winning a Super Bowl because nothing will match that. But I got to say, like, if you would have told me in my lifetime that I would see the Saints trade a coach for a first-round pick, if you'd have told me that at any point before 2006, I would have said, that's insane. Skooks, am I right? Like, the, the, the thought before 2006 that the Saints would eventually have a coach that was good enough that another team would want them and they would give the Saints more than a first-round pick like, it was laughable, and it happened today. I feel like it's a, it's a bucket list item on my Saints. Like, I've seen, it, I've seen it now. Like, it's, you know, the Super Bowl, different things. Like, the Saints trading a coach for a first-round pick, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous if you're old. I mean, J.D. Roberts must have been worth, like, two, like, 12-rounders, uh, right? <laughs> like, what could they get for Dennis Howe? Could you get – could you get – a good meal at a nice restaurant for Dennis Allen if you traded him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. You have, you, there must be some kind of app you can get something off of. I don't know. Yeah, like Groupon, like or, or like what's yeah. the, what's that? What's that app where they, they they advertise like I bought an iPad for a dollar? Um, <laughs> but but Skooks, like you know me, I, I I like to be as the older I get, I like to be optimistic. And look, we do the podcast every day, so I, I want to be happy i want to be excited about the offseason and i am not gonna lie it was looking really dark sunday (laughs) even yesterday and now they traded sean payton we can close the book on him but i feel like we needed that pick 
We need like we needed a first round pick wherever it goes because yes, it's a long it's a long shot that the Saints may turn it around and be and be good in 2023. I, I admit it's a long shot. But without yeah. a, without a pick, man, I think they had no shot. At least now you got a roll of the dice at the craps table and you got they can create a path. Kylie Harley, uh, Mickey Loomis, you can create a bunch of cap space. You can do some stuff like there's a there's a path. It's narrow. It's hard. But at least I see it now, and I'm optimistic. Man, we need we as Saints fans. I feel like I needed this today. Did you need this for optimism? Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely, Ralph. And you know uh, <clears throat> something else I saw today. Um, I, you may have seen this, but Wang said, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, the the next the next head coach, not DA, but the next head coach is going to win a Super Bowl before uh, Sean Payton Ooh, wins I, one with the Broncos, and. That's a great, great take and all, but really, I see that better as, as a mission statement. You know, <laughs> like now we have something to believe in again and to That's really right. shoot for, and like the race is on. Yeah, so let's do it. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. And you, and you get to hate watch Peyton because you want that second round pick to be good. Like it's yeah, it's, it's a win win. Like if, like you know, like we wouldn't wish for injuries or or, or or locusts to like destroy Denver, but if it happened and the Saints got pick thirty six. Like, that would be cool, you know? Uh, sure, why not? But, uh, Skooks, thanks for joining me. Final thing, final thing, I, I miss Wang so much. Like, I feel like, I feel like the blogging and the Saints content creation, it's so analytics and stats based and all this. Like, all us old men, old people bloggers that did it for the jokes. Like we're dying, and there's not many of us left. We don't have the time to do it, and I miss. I miss. We need young people to come up. Maybe, maybe the the struggles will turn it back, and Saints people will turn away from analytics and boring and draft charts, and they'll go back to the jokes and the blogs and the humor. Like maybe we need some struggles. We need we need some yeah. struggles to get the humor back in. I don't want the Saints to lose, but I miss I miss the humor. I miss the humor blogs, man. I miss them a lot. Yeah, you know, th- these kids just got to take their lumps now, and maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll grow, in, grow, grow into something. Um, you know, I, before, before I get off, there's something you said at the beginning of this about uh, you know, the, the uh, Sean Payton being uh, really hostile to the press. Very. And or at least intimidating towards him, right? That's right. And uh, you're talking about like how you know Saints fans need to get maybe their head in the game to or or be attuned to you know the spiritual side of things a little bit. Well, I think also like the local reporters are going to have to exercise some muscles they haven't used in a long time too. Like now with like you know Mister Intimidation out of the way and maybe the emperor not That's having right. any clothes on with the team anymore maybe we're going to have to like be a little bit more confrontational than we were in uh in yeah the i mean I, anyway. I i think the saints media I, well look the new orleans media even when they were bad like they weren't confrontational like the reason why buddy d is like iconic is because he was one of the few people that was confrontational right he got banned from the yeah. plane he invented the paper bag like he would yell at them and i think but i think New Orleans, we need that because here's the thing, and thanks for joining us, Goose. Here's the thing with, with New Orleans, and, 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 and this is one of the things that I really admired about Sean Payton when he said it in his, his, his farewell press conference, which, by the way, at that farewell press conference, if you go back and watch it, Lausha, Loomis, everybody in that press conference, you could just see they're just like staring darts at Sean Payton. They were pissed at him. But the one thing he said that I really felt like and I really appreciated that he said, he said, listen, 
the New Orleans fan base, it's one of the few places left in the NFL. It's not corporate. It's middle-class people. It's people making decisions on season tickets. And I know my family, when I was a kid in the 90s and late 80s, when we, you know, me and my mom have the tickets now, but we made decisions. It would be like, hey, do we get the Saints tickets? Do we go on a cruise? Do we buy better clothes? Do we, uh, you know, go on a Mardi Gras parade? Like, people are making that decision on a Saints ticket. It's I'm go I'm I'm going to Saints game instead of doing these other things. It's not just corporate giveaway tickets. So because of that, Buddy D always felt like it was his obligation to hold the Saints accountable. People are spending hard-earned money and foregoing other things to support the Saints, and he felt like it was an obligation for them to be good and to hold their feet to the fire. And I think listen, and it's wine and roses, and it's all great. You know, it's easy to just pass it up. And it's like you said, school, because you got to get a lot of sunshine children. Uh, they're going to get it. But I think the media, man, like, you need to hold them. You need to hold them to account. And, like, <clears throat> Eric, thanks for joining us. Like, if Loomis, if he trades up again and burns future picks, he needs to be held to account and be like, hey, buddy, how you just went 7-10 and 10 and you're giving away future picks? Like, what do you think this roster is? Like, they need... I think the hard questions is a great point by Skooks. But, Eric, how, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. Feel yeah, the, you know, I'm 46, too, so I guess I am... I never think of myself as old, but... Boy, I feel old, man. When you get, when you get you. bronchitis but, and sore muscles, I'm feel, I'm, I mean, I've never felt so old. What I think... <laughs> The Saints are relevant, and Sean Payton is relevant. And you remember, I mean, this used to be a team that would sign Ken Stabler when he was That's right. one and a half feet in the grave. And I remember there was some game we played the 49ers, and we didn't cross the 50-yard line. That was Ditka, and, yeah. Know, we yeah, were full. And, yeah. And it just – and yeah, and you were talking about buying the tickets. I mean – you know, we couldn't afford to go to the games. So you're sitting there as the week goes on, hoping it's a sellout. So you can watch, because, yeah. because, yeah, you know, you'd get the local blackout. And I think a lot of the the newer fans who, you know, I love, I'm not going to dump on how anyone is a fan. But if you came in after 2009, you just don't realize that the Saints were not a relevant franchise. The Saints were so bad. The Saints were the worst. The Saints... Up until sort of Bum Phillips arrived, the Saints were the worst organization in professional sports in North America. Like and but and Bum yep. Bum kind of made them competent-ish. And then Mora made them competent, and they kind of just and they've flooded. They've either been under Sean Payton since 2006. They've been really relevant, but it, since Mora, they really haven't bottomed. They bottomed out. You know, Katrina year we won't count. They bottomed out at the end of Mora, and that's kind of it, man. Yeah. You know, they haven't been you know, terrible. You know who I think of is this turning point guy, Joe Horn. That was the first player that was like relevant enough that other teams would hate him. Yeah, that's right. And announcers would talk about how he wasn't respecting the game. That's and right. Like, like we never had dudes like that. Yeah. We always just had these try hard guys who weren't athletic and you know this that and so right. forgettable and. I don't know. To me, that was yeah. that kind of. I can still remember. You know, and, and I think Hazlitt's, Hazlitt's a bit underrated. I mean, he, he got us that playoff game. You know, yeah, he didn't win a Super Bowl or anything. But it was a 
Well, he was I a think, competent professional. Coach. I think. I think the thing with I think two things with Hazlitt. Hazlitt, when Randy Mueller got fired, Jim Hazlitt got power that he had no business having. Because Mickey yeah. Loomis is always sort of a servant leadership. He sort of defers to the head coach. Mickey, Hazlitt had all this power that he shouldn't have had. Like, I believe if if Randy Mueller had been with him, I think the drafts would have been better. I think that have made better decisions in free agency. Your thing about Joe Horn, though, I remember the Saints, their second game in 2000, Joe Horn caught like 10 for 122 and two touchdowns. And, like, he's dancing in the end zone after touchdowns. Like, it's like, what is this? weirdness with the saints this dude is dancing like he won the super bowl and it's a second quarter touchdown against the ryan leaf chargers but it was amazing (laughs) but eric i want to say i think you brought this up i think you brought this up in the spaces we did during the year and if i if you didn't and i'm giving you credit for it or blame it's you can correct me but but i want to say you said when the saints season when we knew it was all when it when it when it all gone bad you said, listen, I'm not going to be critical of their offseason because this is what I wanted. We wanted this. We wanted Honey Badger. We wanted Landry. We wanted the trade-up. We wanted Olave. We wanted to – we didn't want Watson. We wanted Jameis Winston. We thought we could com- – we thought they could compete in the NFC South that was bad. We wanted this. So I'm not going to knock them. And, and I, I I think you said that. Maybe you didn't. But yeah, I agree. No, that, that was me. That was me. And I I, I stick by it. I yeah, mean, I do. And I, 10 wasn't, wasn't fun, but – what, but we tried. We, we we tried to be relevant. We wanted it, and 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 I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna criticize. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, it didn't work out with Philly. They weren't good, it, it, and and Jameis got injured, and it it didn't. Nothing kind of went right for him, and it was a, it was it was a series of bad luck, and maybe they made the wrong hire with Da and all that. But I'm not gonna knock them for it. Like I and the overall theory of we can compete in the NFC South because the NFC South is terrible. Like that global theory. <laughs> was 100% correct, right? But but here's the thing, Eric, now. I expect them to, and Andrew Andrew, my co-host is with us, uh, I expect them now to change course. Mm -hmm. You cannot look at this team and this roster and be like, you can try to compete in the NFC South. I'm not saying don't create space. I'm not saying don't kick the can down the road because the salary cap is still kind of a fraud. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the days of we're going to burn future assets for picks now and move up for players now, you cannot do that because the Saints' future starting in 2023 is so uncertain. Any future asset you give up you do not know or have any reasonable expectation of what the value of that asset is. And if they don't change, they should be ripped for it. Yeah, I think I'll agree with that. Uh, it was funny. I was just listening earlier today, the athletic football show. They they had their little bit on the trade, and they were talking about the Saints cap and everything. And they, they were laughing. It was what, Nate, Nate Tice, Robert Mays, and they were saying – you would look at the things they have to do and say, well, no team would ever do that. But you can never say that about the Saints. Like, <laughs> who, who knows? Like, it was funny because they were both, like, throwing their hands up. Like, they probably should try and do a soft reset. But if they just put every, you know, give everyone these turn bonuses, push everything into the future, trade for Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Like, maybe they will. I, I'm with you. I don't think they should. 
I mean, God, that, that first round pick next year could be a top five pick. I mean, the wheels could it totally could, come off. It but... could. It could come off. And here's the thing, though. I, I think they they can do – like Nick Underhill, who's, who's awesome, and he, he wrote a thing uh, either yesterday or today maybe about how the Saints can create $30 million in cap space and not really cut anybody and do anything. The one thing that I sort of gently disagreed with him on was – and thanks, Eric, for joining us. The one thing I, I, I gently disagreed with him on was don't, if you can help it, don't create cap space using Cam Jordan, Taysom Hill, older players, because that is much, much more likely to bite you in the butt. And if you can sort of massage it and just create the cap space with, with guys that you know you're committed to and are going to be on the roster in two, three years, that's the safer sort of path. And maybe that's sort of what Mickey Loomis is talking about when he talks about getting the cap back to the middle. I'm trying to get Andrew Juge on, but Joe, what you got for us? Yeah, um, real quick, I just want to uh, – I, I see you guys are Saints fans, but I this came across my timeline. This whole thing, you guys probably would know better than me, being that you've been following the Saints for so long – that the Denver Broncos are all of a sudden going to flip over their whole franchise because they saw Sean Payton. That ain't happening. Payton has some bad, bad, bad playoff collapses. Yes, he won a Super Bowl, but they can't just be saying right now, with this roster, Sean Payton's going to take us and win a Super Bowl. They need a lot more help. I'm not saying Sean Payton's not a good coach. He's a great coach. But for what? For the whole Broncos country flipping out over it, you guys probably know better than me. Is he a good coach? Yes. Did he have some terrible playoff collapses? That too. What do you guys think? I mean, Joe, listen. He he made some egregious decisions on defense for the Saints. He hired Spagnola, got suspended. Spagnola was a terrible hire. Um, Rob Ryan wasn't a terrible hire, but the defense bounced back in 2013. Then Seattle kicked his ass in two playoff games in, in the regular season, and then in the playoff games. And Sean Payton was just all of a sudden like, "I want to play the Seattle defense, even though we don't have the personnel." Rob Ryan is like, "What are you doing?" So like, they tried to play the Seattle defense in 2014. It was a disaster. 2015, then he fired Rob Ryan and finally got Dennis Allen. So he's made some egregious decisions on defense. Like I will not deny that at all. And Sean Payton. It's going to be interesting to see how he does in the power structure with Denver to see, like, is he going to is he going to make good decisions on personnel? How much power is he going to have? Can he fix Russell Wilson? Um, the Saints playoff losses were I wouldn't necessarily say they were all the, the one that's the most to me on Peyton is going to sound weird. It's the 2019 one to Kirk Cousins where. Uh, Mike Zimmer just absolutely pantsed him in the first half, and he had no answer. And until they started going to Taysom Hill, didn't get back in the game. So that's the playoff loss that maybe you know. Hopefully, Andrew Drew. I don't know why I can't get him. Uh, can't get him uh, to join to to, uh, to join me. But I think that's the one where he may, he may disagree with me or agree with me. But that's the one that's the most egregious. But it's going to be really fascinating with Joe. And thanks for joining us. Because here's the thing, Joe. That AFC West is a bear of a division. It is a bear of a division. And you have to... I mean, you got Justin Herbert. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got probably Tom Brady or the Raiders may trade up and get 
a young franchise quarterback. Like that's a not that's not the AFC South. It's not the uh, NFC South, right? It's a hard division. Probably the best division uh, uh, in football. Um. So um, we'll see. Anthony, what you got for us? Hey, what's up? Um, no, I just saw the space, and uh, I just I didn't see too many people speaking, so I just wanted to ask a question. So basically, you just kind of brought it up. So I'm a huge, you know, Brady fan, obviously, and um, so uh, I'm thinking I, I've had kind of Vegas and Miami as kind of my like which one, and I think with Peyton going to Denver, kind of I think it kind of rules out Miami because I was thinking if it was going to mm-hmm. happen in Miami, they'd fire McDaniel and maybe bring in Peyton and Brady. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's because because the thing is Brady's not going to he's not going to go to Miami with that coach. I'm telling you right now, it's just not going to happen. And uh, they might want to keep him anyway. So I'm thinking Vegas. So, I mean, I, yeah. I just think, like you said, Sean Payton in Denver, Brady, maybe in Vegas. And then you talk about San Diego or excuse me, I uh, mean, the, the, you know, the thing that it does, Anthony is it makes the four o'clock games on our Sundays must see TV because you were going to have, you're going to have, all these great teams and all these great coaches in the window with quarterbacks. I mean, you you have the AFC West, right? If it goes like we say, you got Brady and Russell Wilson. I'll watch that at three thirty, right? You got Mahomes, Mahomes, Russell Wilson with um, you got Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, and Sean Payton at, at on a Sunday night. I'll watch that. So, like, I think the AFC West Herbert, becomes Justin, becomes, Herbert. Justin Herbert. You got you got Herbert. You got Sean Payton. You know, and let me tell you something. Uh, Brandon Staley, he doesn't look like like a very vocal and sort of outwardly petty guy. You know, God damn well, when the Chargers play the Broncos. Staley is going to be like, I want to stick it to that guy because that guy spent freaking an entire season angling for my freaking job. Are you kidding me? That's much. That's must watch TV. That's must watch TV. Uh, and as a Saints fan, like Eric said, we get to hate watch or Skooks. We get to hate watch and root against Denver because uh, we want the second round pick to be higher. So I, I think I think it's going to I think it's going to be great. Um, well, now you now you've got your division as well. That's now wide open. Assuming Brady leaves and Tampa kind of goes back to being Tampa again. That's right. Um, so now you're wide open. I think Carolina's a team to watch. Um, but no, but what you said about the the Raiders as well. I think you because listen, Brady he's going to be 46 or whatever 47. He's going to be 46 or 47 next year. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to draft a quarterback. So they're going to yeah. probably be drafting a quarterback and bringing in Brady for that bridge and 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 with McDaniel's and and, and uh, Josh McDaniel's and, and just just uh, tutoring that young quarterback. So that's really all I wanted to say. But I agree with you, and I think your division now is wide open. Yeah, and I I think this Anthony, I think. I think there's a sense that's going to be really interesting. I don't think it's a hundred percent that Brady is gone from Tampa. I've been reading, look, they feel like they're going to change offensive coordinator. They're trying to bring in the offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin uh, from Georgia. They interviewed him for a second time. They can bring him back. I think there's a feeling of Tampa that like Tom Brady, he's not going to retire. And they they feel like they can maybe make a pitch to him. Hey, Tom, got rid of Leftwich, bringing in a better offensive coordinator. NFC South is still terrible. 
Yeah, Todd Bowles isn't the greatest coach, but if we change the offense and cater to you, you can still win here. You're really going to go to Vegas? You're going to be in that meat grinder of a division? Why don't you just stay in the children's division, the NFC South, and continue to win? And the NFC is wide open. Why wouldn't you want to stay? Now, the wild card, of course, for Brady, I think, is San Francisco. Because you have, now you have Purdy. He's going to be not going to be ready till training camp. Trey Lance, they're going to hand over that team to Trey Lance. I think there's a real, uh, maybe there's a chance that Brady goes to San Francisco and he looks at it as like, hey, I can go to San Francisco. Because that's the thing that uh, Brady, more so than anything, he fell into New England where New England's division, they were in a division that was terrible for 20 years, right? And then he handpicked Tampa. That was a great spot for him. He won the Super Bowl. I could see him also handpicking San Francisco if he thought he could get there. Um, But I do think there's a chance that he goes back to uh, that he goes back to Tampa, um, which would be interesting. Andrew, there's there's Andrew Juge. Andrew, you're with me. Are you there, Andrew? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, not too yeah, many people. I, I, I was listening to you, but I was in my car driving, so I didn't want to risk oh, uh, hopping on. Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your thoughts? I was suspect. I was hoping that more people. There was a lot of people on my Twitter timeline. There, there. They they think Loomis got fleeced, and it's terrible. And the Saints should have told Sean Payton to go back to Fox. And they're being ridiculous. Uh, but I'm opt. Like I said on our breaking news podcast, you should subscribe so you get the breaking news podcast. Become a patron. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to thanks to Charles, uh, and thanks to Kate. They all signed up today to become patrons so they could get the full breaking news podcast. They know where it's at. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Become a patron. Support us. We need you. We love you. Uh, but Andrew, I'm like, I think Loomis did a really good job, and I, this is the best I've felt about the Saints in weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've had a time to kind of sit with it and think about it. Um, and since since we did our kind of immediate reaction and, man, I, I'm thrilled it worked out the way it did. I mean, again, Sean Payton goes to the AFC and, and it looked really dicey for a minute there. You and were even losing like hope. It wasn't happening. You were even losing. And, and, and if, you, if, you, if you don't listen to our podcast and you're just hopping in, Andrew has been rock solid since day one mocking me on a daily basis saying you are panicked you are stupid Ralph they're getting a first for Sean Payton they're getting a first plus and Andrew was rock solid until this weekend even Andrew got a he he didn't falter but he got a little shaky and then I started to I was in abject panic because I was like if Andrew's shaky I'm really worried yeah, well, and look, it, it felt like it took a turn, and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, Benjamin Albright definitely got me in my feels, but I, <laughs> I, I just I, it felt like D'Amico Ryan's, and then like after that didn't work out, like they were all in on Jim Harbaugh. So it just it it didn't feel like at any point yeah, that didn't. Denver was taking Sean Payton that seriously, and and man, did it come together quickly? I mean, I I, I was at my son's basketball right. game. And but right before you texted me, it came through on my ticker, you know, ESPN, and it just said like, "Boom, Sean Payton traded to the Denver Broncos." And it, it, I mean, it just happened so fast. In my mind, I was like, it didn't even register for me that there was a chance that that would happen today. But anyway, the first round pick is huge, and I know it's thirtieth overall. Twenty ninth, like, remember, because Miami got oh, there. Twenty ninth, yeah, yanked, that's right. That's right. Miami yeah, yeah. got the so, pick. So, yanked. but look, I. I think Ralph, like when, when you look at this from the context of what it would have meant to hold out, 
what what it would have meant to say, you know what, we're going to wait for a first round pick this year. Uh, I I really think this pick is critical in, in building the team to compete this year. Uh, just because like they need bodies, they need talent. And even at 29, like I'll take it. Uh, I think the path to getting a quarterback to help them compete this year is probably going to be in free agency or trade, but look, you, you may end up using that pick to get Lamar Jackson. You, you know, you never know. You never know what that I means. That's, that's probably the extreme and that's probably unrealistic, yeah. but I, I, I just think it was huge to acquire this also to give us some steam, some excitement for yeah. the season, but more than anything, Ralph, like we needed to be done with Sean Payton. Like he was never going to come back to new Orleans. The saints I'm told are, are categorically like if we fire Dennis Allen this off season, we're still trading yeah, Sean Payton. That's right. Like we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting a different coach. I don't so think like, people to me that that ship had sailed Ralph. And so like, for me, the biggest thing is the, the biggest, I forget the comp and getting a first and second round pick is great. But like, Getting Sean Payton out of your life, moving on completely, never having to think about this again. Look, I, I'm hoot at till I die, you know, through thick and thin. So, like, I will always do the show. I'll keep doing it. But the prospect of covering this team for a year with the shadow of Sean Payton hanging over, like, we would have had to cover that. Like, if if at any point Dennis Allen started losing games again next season and it was like he he's on the hot seat, he might get fired – the whole like should we bring back Sean Payton? Yeah, and thing? the thing is, we would we would have dealt with that Ralph for an entire. That, season. that was that was that was absolute. The thought of that was absolutely dreadful. One because it would mean the Saints were losing, and that's never fun. But it also would have been dreadful in that you have become very connected with the Saints. Andrew, by the way, I, I don't I don't just say that because he's on here. He does an amazing job of nurturing and connecting with sources that I do not do. Like people, he'll get in their DMs and he does an amazing job and he's connected into that building. So we've, you've, you just said it and we knew it. We like, Sean's not coming back. Like he, 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 he burned bridges. Like it pissed the saints off when, when he leaked it. Oh, they might fire DA and I might come back. Like that pissed the saints off. Right. They were pissed off. I guess I'll share this now that Sean Payton is officially traded because it doesn't matter anymore. But, uh, but yes, you are correct. The saints were very upset and they found it. So the report in particular was the pro football talk uh, report that, and, and this was the direct quote that Sean, that the worst kept secret in the NFL is that Sean Payton and Tom Brady want to pair together and they want, and, and, and he's interested in going back to new Orleans. And that was leaked from Sean Payton's camp uh, you know, Mickey all along was committed to Dennis Allen. Like he was his guy like that. They hired, they weren't going to fire him after a year. Uh, are they happy with how the season went? No, but like Mickey's a patient guy. Like they're trying to build something with DA. And so like m- I, my understanding is that the saints front office was really upset with Sean Payton for green lighting that they found it really unprofessional. And at the end of the day, they weren't going to come out and immediately dispel it because they felt like it could be advantageous and so to, to, to Sean Payton's market as they tried to, to trade him. So, you know, they, they didn't they didn't come out and say this isn't true, but they were also like this is it. not this is this is not we hate this and this is not how you do this. Yeah. And I and, just and you know it's it, and it's typical of Sean. He's like, Sean doesn't care. You know, he, he makes up his own rules. He's like, we make the rules, pal, and 
it's great when he's your head coach and he's pissing everybody else off, but it sucks when he's not your coach and he's pissing you off. And it just would have right? been it would have been and, miserable and, to have to to have to just say to people, it's not happening. Even if they fire yeah. DA, it's going to be Ben Johnson. It's going to be the coordinator du jour of the moment. It's not Sean Payton. It's going to my, be over like that. My, my, and, and, you know, the other thing is that maybe, maybe the players would have gotten, gotten over this eventually. But my understanding is that there were a number of players inside the building that felt deserted, betrayed, like that where it's like you're telling me like you're going to bring back Sean Payton. I don't want to play for that guy. You know, I, I think a lot of guys in the building were like, hey, the minute that Drew retired, he stuck around one more year, you know, and and then Jameis tears his ACL and you're out of here. Like, you don't want to suffer through this. And, like, you know, Taysom and Cam Jordan and Lattimore and Camara, like, they, Ramsey, you know, they, they've all signed these long-term extensions and they're stuck there and Sean Payton leaves them. And I think a lot, you know, not everybody, but I think some key players felt really betrayed and, and burned by that. And, like, they're – now they've committed to DA. That's their guy. They don't want to go back to Sean. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just, it's just the book needed to be closed. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is now we can put it behind us. We can go mock draft. We can have that fun. And listen, I don't like, <clears throat> I think the salary cap is going to go up like a rocket ship. And, I hate the. I don't want the Saints trading picks to move up because I think they need bodies, and I think it's a. It's a. You know, I. I. I said it before you started talking. I said, look, you don't know how you're. You. You don't know future picks the Saints give up. You have no idea what they were going to be. Whereas in 2018, 2019, 2020, you had reasonable expectation that you were going to be a 10 win team and you were going to be competing for a Super Bowl. So if you were giving up any future picks, they were low. Now that's out the yeah. window. So to that, yeah. I'm against. But if the Saints, Andrew, if they want to do the Nick Underhill thing and create thirty to fifty million dollars a cap and kick the can down the road, yeah, making it a little harder to get rid of older players like Taysom and Cam Jordan, it would be a little dicey. But you know what? I'd get over that after they sign like four free agents in March. Like if they want to roll, if, they, if Gail wants to keep cutting the checks, let's roll. You know. Look, I, I think the Saints, there, there's no way around. I, I think as Saints fans, like, we got spoiled. And I, a lot of these fans that have been here since 2006, like, they can't accept mediocrity. Um, there, there is a reality that the Saints right now operate with very thin margins. They need the guys that they invest in. They don't have the depth that they had three, four years ago. Right. And they need the guys that they invest in to deliver. And so when Michael Thomas, your $100 million receiver, goes down, and when Lattimore, your $100 million corner, goes down, and you don't, you, you're most of the season, you're not counting on those guys, uh, that's, that, that's really significant because the guys that are coming in to replace them are then, you know, Callaway and Alante Taylor or Chris Harris. And, right? and, you, don't so, have, and you don't have a top five quarterback to cover it up. Save you. So I I think we have to be realistic about the margins are slim and it's completely like their plan blew up in their face. The minute COVID hit and the cap went backwards, that that's the reality of the situation. So Mickey and and like, we, we can be honest about that or we can pretend that like Mickey Loomis's plan was fine. No one could have predicted 
a global pandemic and how that was going to cripple the Saints offseason plan, their plan of the future. And, and yes, they pushed a lot of money. They went all in with Drew Brees. They went all in to support him despite his massive cap number, which if Drew Brees was all about trying to break records, you know, and so like that salary was really hard to, to build mm-hmm. a really competitive team with. And so they did the best that they could. And with COVID, it blew up in their face. So now that's a reality. Mickey and Kai Hartley, they're doing their best to feel the most competitive team possible uh, under the circumstances. And so I, I look – anyone, you know, DA, I, I've, I've kind of been you – know, people call me a water carrier for him. DA, I've been up and down on him. Pete Carmichael, I've been up and down on him. But like Mickey Loomis, I'm a huge fan. I believe that his methodical approach, his servant leadership, uh, the, the way he approaches things – it sets the Saints up for success. I think he's terrific. I think he's terrific at what he does. I think he's really good at leveraging the talent that he has in the building, letting people do what they do well, not getting in their way, uh, but being someone that is kind of a good sounding board. And 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 he, he that's a great way to lead, the way that Mickey Loomis does it. So I'm a big fan, and I put my trust in him. And look, again, the margins are really small. So if you get a bunch of injuries like – that's where the Saints are at right now. They're they're fortunate to be in a really bad division, but they operate in this kind of like get a bunch of injuries and the breaks don't go your way, and we're looking at six, seven wins. And less injuries, the breaks kind of go your way next season, and the NFC South is bad enough that like nine or ten wins could do it. So like that's kind of the zone that they're in right now. And in two years, cleaning this cap up, that I think the landscape changes. So I think all that you can do right now is try to get a quarterback, draft as best you can. And I, I was listening to the show a little bit earlier, at, you know, before I hopped on, and I think you're spot on, Ralph. The thing that's got to stop is while you're in this kind of purgatory, you don't know what your pick is going to look like next year. You have to stop moving up in the draft and and burning those assets. Yeah. And listen, the, the, your point about the cap is so spot on. I think people forget it. The salary cap in the NFL going up every year was like the sunrise. It was just expected. It happened all the time. And Mickey Loomis looked at it and said, the salary cap in the NFL is going to go up forever because we just print money. So I can live on the outer edge of this cap. And I have this brilliant person, Kai Harley, who has created this way where I put void years inside of void years inside of Easter eggs and I can sign guys and I can keep pushing it off because I have an owner willing to cut the checks and the pandemic hit. And like the Saints, like they have gone... 100 million, 75 million, 50 million over. And like, it's, can you imagine the Saints and Mickey Loomis doing what he did? Can you imagine an ownership where they are like, we're not cutting that check, Mickey. We're not cutting $50 million of bonus checks. We're not cutting $60 million of bonus checks. Figure this out without that. It would have been a bloodbath, Andrew. No, yeah, yeah, no, you know what would have happened. It wouldn't have been they would have cut a bunch of dudes. It would have been like Lattimore wouldn't have gotten an extension and Camara wouldn't have gotten an extension and Ramchek like wouldn't have gotten an extension. They would have let all those guys walk. Like 
Yeah. Like that's what, like you, you have a choice. You can either be a hundred million over 70 million over and like the saints find a way to retain that talent, or they can let all those guys out of the building and can be about even with the cap. If that makes you feel better, but then they have none of those players. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look, I mean, obviously not having Lattimore, if they had let Lattimore and Michael Thomas walk, I'm not sure things would have been much worse this past year. Uh, so maybe, so <laughs> maybe, maybe that would have been, been the better decision and they'd be in better cap in a better cap situation. I think cap spaces, but, uh, cap spaces. Like, like here's the thing, like the bears have a hundred million. Atlanta has 70 million. Like it doesn't guarantee you a damn thing. Like I, I just, I, I only, I, I think it only is a problem if you have a owner that's not willing to spend bonus money to get out of it. That, that that's kind of the thing, right? You've got to have cash to kind of get out of this problem. And so yeah. that's what Gail Benson does every year is, you know, she cuts checks and Mickey Loomis is like that. Here, okay. Eric McCoy, here's $10 million. That's we're right. converting, that's you know, right. your, your salary, we're converting it to bonus so we can spread it out. And, you know, you over here, you're going to get a $12 million check. And yeah, Gail Benson cuts those. And if you have an owner that is over the cap and he's like, Hey, like I'm not cutting a $10 million check to this guy. I think it, it, it then, you know, and, and sometimes owners are just like, yeah, I don't like that player. I'm not doing it. You know, I got, yeah. I, I just, I don't like that guy. I'm not cutting him a check for $10 million. He's a slacker or whatever. Like, and then that's where I think for a GM, it can get really difficult working with the owner if they start to meddle like that. And Gail Benson has never been like that. So yeah, look, I, I'm not going to pretend like it's an illusion and it's not a problem at all, but let's remember Deshaun Watson, like they were ready to open they, the vault dude, I, last they, year and give him $200 million or were, whatever it was going to be. So like nothing's changed here. If they get a quarterback that they feel like can walk through their building, they have the means and, and the ways to figure out how to pay that guy. Yeah. I mean, less and less, there was a, there was a time before that Friday when Cleveland jumped back in. Cause I was, I was vehemently against Deshaun Watson. You told me it was that Thursday. I was like, Andrew, they created $35 million of cap space. Am I going to have to have the come to Jesus and be like starting to like accept it? Like that Deshaun Watson's going to be the quarterback and I'm going to have to figure out like how I figured, you know, I love the saints. I like, I'm going to have to go figure out a way forward. And that's my next, that's my final question to you is Sean Payton. It was the first sort of off season thing. The saints needed to take care of, right? They got it trade done. They got the picks happy or not some of us are if you're not i understand it everybody can feel how they want to feel but it's done right we're going to move forward and you just alluded to it is the next thing quarterback in a sense of i don't know if they're going to get a guy i don't know if they can but i look at it and i just see dennis allen and his relationship with Derek carr and i just see the saints being a huge player in the Derek Carr sweepstakes because I just I just can't believe in my heart that Dennis Allen if he's sitting in his office if he's having dinner or whatever whatever he's doing right now I cannot believe that that man looks at it and says if I bring Andy Dalton back and I bring Pete Carmichael back all I need to do is get a better running back fix my offensive line get Michael Thomas Maybe get a, or get a contested catch receiver, and I'll be fine. I refuse to believe that man is dumb enough to believe that. And I believe the Saints, their next big thing, they're going to get into every quarterback race they can to try to find one. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they, they were in on Watson, and yeah. when that didn't work out, they kind of just God. settled for going back back to Jameis. So I wonder if they identify, like, one or two guys, and if that don't work, that doesn't work, like, they would settle for going back to Andy Dalton, you know? So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I, I, the car thing just makes so much sense. I mean, it just, you know, Dennis Allen drafted him, for God's sakes. So to me, that that's just low-hanging fruit, and it makes so much sense that he would want him, and you know, regardless of how you feel for it, like it's a decision, it's a move, you know, we'll have to get, we'll have to get behind it and hope it works out. Yeah. Um, and you know, car, car is young enough still that I think he could be successful. The jokes when I miss, misidentify his name 9,000 times. Well, you, you already did. You already did it today. I did today. All right. We got two, two, two yeah. people and then we're going to get out of here. I want to go to Mitch. Mitch, did you, did you bet Ben Albright, Albright? Did he, did he make good on his bet with you? Yeah, well, he I didn't bet him. He just I, he was kind of well. He was a bashing, dick. Say uh, he was a dick. He was bashing Sean Payton. <laughs> said there was no market when he was clearly the best coach, to, you know, on the market. You know, much as Hardball was their number one. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, Payton was clearly the number one. He did email. Well, you said me and he, he say said he would give a thousand dollars to charity if Sean Payton was the Denver coach, right? He said that. So, to what, you. Char- what charity are you picking? Well, I'm I'm a part of the chambers, and we got a cool event coming up, and so I gotta send them some stuff on that. So uh, we'll get it worked out. I don't. It wasn't about that. It was just about. I don't know why he was going so hard on Pete. It was, was weird. Like, it was weird, was, Mitch, in that I've never weird. seen. A, I've never seen a media member. Yeah, I've seen him report stuff about a coach not being in contention or whatever. I've never seen a coach make it so personal and be so. Ralph, negative i hate i hate weathermen when they say zero <laughs> percent chance of rain it drives me crazy because i'm like just say one percent give yourself the out because yeah how many times have we seen that in the summer with like yeah zero percent chance of rain and then like a, a, you, you look at the uh you know the radar and this huge red ball pops up over your city it appears out of nowhere yeah. torrential downpour for 30 <laughs> minutes and then it's gone and you you look at the meteorologist and you're like dude you told me it was zero percent chance like I'm, <laughs> I'm looking outside right now and it looks like my house is about to turn sideways so like it's like dude say one percent give yourself the out and that's kind of how i feel about albright it's like give yourself the out like say yeah. that they're not totally interested in sean payton right now but like they could double back and like you know nothing's nothing's just, decided until it's finalized etc cetera, etc cetera. like you you could have like softened his stance but instead not only was he like adamant that sean payton yeah. doesn't have a market he he was doubling down and just being like sean payton's approach is terrible yeah you know, like even, even today when it became clear that it was starting <laughs> to go that way he was like despondent. He was like, "I wouldn't do this." He's like, yeah. "This is reckless." He, you know, he was he was starting to be become Skip Bayless and like getting his opinion. <laughs> like, I, th- this is just ridiculous behavior, overpaying for an overrated coach, and like yeah. mentioning his off the field stuff. And it was like, it was like uh, he, he was basically going down in flames and being petty. Yeah. Here's my thing: Broncos need Sean Payton. I mean, Hackett. Russell yeah. Wilson needs Sean Payton. Well, I just think in general, like they're fighting after the game. I mean, they need structure. They That's need right. organization. Like 
they need to be organized. So I don't know why Ben Albright wasn't like. I just think like the the I didn't understand. And thanks, Mitch, for joining us. Andrew, I appreciate. I, I just didn't understand like why be so negative personally towards him. Like there was no upside for that. Like be as report it straight or negative and even say you, you, you're concerned about giving up draft picks for a coach and this and that. Like, that's I mean, fair game. He, he was he was mocking his approach. Yeah. You like, know, just like back, his back-channeling approach. He was mocking it. He was bringing up Vicodin. Yeah, like, like, what's what's the upside of that? Like, there's no, there's no, like, you're not protecting your flight. Like, there's no upside to that. Like, he's I just, not, he's not giving, he's not giving himself the out. Yeah, and like, I just don't. Now, and here's just, the thing. Now, Sean Payton's the coach of that team. Oof. He's got to cover it. Ugh. And good luck, my friend. Sean, we know, like, Sean, Sean Payton, Sean Payton is the guy that wore the Roger Goodell clown nose t-shirt and, and had a, had a hoodie over it, but had the zipper down just enough to where you could see the outer edges of the t-shirt and know that it was the Roger Goodell clown nose t-shirt. Like that's how petty he is. And like, dude, there's no telling. I, I, Sean Payton is that guy. Like it comes into the building and, and immediately says, if any of you guys leak anything to Benjamin Albright, I mean, anything you will never work in the NFL again. Yeah, like he's that. He's he that, won't do like, that. He's that. He, guy. I mean, yeah. I, I'm worried for Benjamin Albright that like this may affect his career. Like yeah. he may be frozen out, and like I, I just like man, even if there was like a 10 percent chance that Sean Payton was going to get that job, like I just don't understand why just, he would double down on like burning that bridge. I, mean, I it, think it was, honestly, it was weird. I think Benjamin Albright. It, this is funny, but it's kind of true. Benjamin Albright didn't have anybody in media circles that liked him enough to like pull him aside and be like, bro, Sean Payton ain't the one to do this with. Like, stop, stop this. Stop this. Well, that makes me think that, and we know the NFL has an ax to grind with Sean Payton. And it, it does make me wonder if someone was like, hey, Benjamin, I'll be your source for a really long time and I'll pump you with everything I got. But like, you got to go strong to the hole on this and try to you yeah. know, character assassinate, like make sure Sean Payton doesn't go to Denver. Kind of thing. <laughs> I hope they hook him up with a job. <laughs> you yeah. might, might yeah, need yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's some Mike, I mean, it's, it's some Mike Cerullo type shit going on, man. We're like, Hey, you, you uh, you rat out Sean Payton, and we'll give you a job. Well, at I just the NFL think I just think it's before we get out of here, before we get to David. I just want to give an example. Like I like Ian Book was terrible in the preseason, right? He was terrible this year, and like yeah. I made some jokes in preseason. I was like, man, he's pretty freaking terrible. And like I had some media people, not just not just you know a couple a couple of different ones reach out to me as like, man, Ralph. You need to kind of cool it on Ian, but like people in the Saints building, they're kind of like they don't like it. Like just, you just, just like, just like lay, lay it, lay it off, lay it low, low. And like I was like, cool, and I like I appreciated. I told them I was like, thanks. You know, they didn't, they didn't have to do that. I'm like, I'm just a knucklehead on the podcast, right? WWL yeah. gives me three minutes, but it was I appreciated like three different media people from different TV stations, and like they're just like. Just cool it on that, Ralph. I'm just telling you, like the, the people, people up high in the Saints, you don't think they care. They kind of care. 
ease off. And I was like, okay, cool. No problem. And, and like, I just feel like Benjamin Albright, like he needed somebody to, to like care enough to be like, bro, Sean Payton Payton ain't ain't the, ain't the dude to be doing that with. But anyway, we'll see David, what you got for us? I mean, it's like, why, why would you go? He has no market. I'll bet you a thousand dollars. Yeah. Like what? Like why? Oh, I wanted to bring up uh, Sean Payton's level of pettiness. I believe possibly Sean Payton's first pick was the Panthers. That's probably how petty he is. Maybe. Like, <laughs> uh, the asking price was like out of this world. Yeah. That would be. Anyway. That would be. That would be. That would be very Sean Payton to leak. Right. To leak, that it comes out later that like like he has he has um somebody in his camp leaked that like yeah Carolina really 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 wanted me but Mickey Loomis wanted two firsts and two seconds and they said no. I, well, I mean, listen, I, I, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? But like, I can't imagine that if no if if Sean Payton was a free agent where no compensation was due to the Saints and Mickey Loomis. I can't imagine apples to apples. Carolina's picking Frank Reich over Sean Payton. No, no way, way. Right? no way. Exactly. No um, way. Yeah, I want to bring up uh, Ralph. I saw a tweet you had earlier that some people were complaining about the picks or, you know, the competition. Um, but I just want to remind, if they were worried about how low the pick is, or high, if you want to say, um, the best defensive end in Saints history was drafted 24th in the first round. There you go. So, there you uh, go. Um, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's usually the best picks in the Saints organization through time have been uh, low first round picks or second or third, you know, even the later round stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but, I mean, listen, I just, yeah. the late first round. It's really dicey, you know. You you get you get in the you get this you get the Stephon Anthony's, and then you get the break where Reuben Foster. You're on the phone with them. Some the San Francisco trades up and they take them, and you take Ramcheck instead. Like you know, it's in in that neighborhood. The Saints could get a could get a good player, but it's dicey. But it's like Andrew says, it's dicey kind of anywhere you pick. You know, you just gotta the Saints just have to go through their process and nail it. You know. Can you see uh, a bidding war if if Lamar Jackson leaves? Because like I know uh, Andrew was saying we're like kind of cap strapped or whatever, but I, I kind of disagree with that because we wouldn't win after Deshaun Watson so hard last year. But if Lamar Jackson gets out of Baltimore, can you see like a bidding war between us and Atlanta again? I I, I think someone like Lamar probably doesn't happen because. We don't have the draft capital, I mean, right. even with the tw- even with the 29th overall pick. I mean, the team. I mean, you got to assume that Atlanta and Carolina would be in the mix immediately if he became available, and you know, they they both pick you know in the top 10. So I just don't think realistically uh, we can compete with that. And uh, so yeah, Lamar Jackson, e- even if he became available, and I'm I'm skeptical. Like I I can't see the Ravens letting him walk out of that building. But even if they did. Forget the cap thing. I just don't think the Saints have the draft assets. David, thanks for joining us. I'm going to say this, Andrew. I think, I think if if the Raiders, if the Raiders, it's been said, hey, they're going to let David Carr's contract become fully guaranteed because they think they can trade him. 
I think mm-hmm. if that happens, I think getting I think getting David Carr if it's a trade and not through free agency, I think that becomes difficult for the Saints because I think Carolina, Atlanta, Tennessee, they'll have a bunch of teams that will be in for David Carr. Now maybe the Broncos first round pick, that's a low first round pick. Maybe that can get it, and maybe the Saints are willing to do it. But I think I think even getting a David Carr quality quarterback's hard. Forget Lamar Jackson. Like I just think because teams need quarterbacks, man, all of them. Maybe you know. Well, uh, I wasn't going to correct you. I was going to see <clears> just how many times. How, how many, many times was you I? We need a game. Yourself. We need a you, Thomas. Yeah, you, you did it four times. Four there times you, you called him David Carr. If he, um, if so, the I mean, Saints look, did, I, I want that that alone. <laughs> what you just did there is why I want this to happen so bad. <laughs> Um, it's just, I mean, it, how, it's going to be how many a, a, years? a level of an embarrassment that you may just never survive. How many years do you think he would have to be the quarterback for the Saints before I would get it right more than I got it wrong? Man, or is it just know. not possible? I, I'm, I'm starting to wonder because, I mean, we've talked about it enough times on the show that you think you would have gotten it by you now. Think, you think, uh, well, but, but I don't. Uh, you it, don't. It's, not looking good. So guys, it's not looking good for you. Thanks to everybody for joining us tonight. We had a great crowd. Um, and support the show. If you're listening to this and you listened all the way through on the, the replay, support the show. Go to Saints Happy Hour. If you're on the live stream and you're listening, the, the space is right now, go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Sign up. Become an annual patron. You get two months for free. And you get the Saints Season Survival Mug. You can drink your alcohol and it makes it taste 80% better. And you support the show. We need your support so we can do this every day. We can keep growing our community. It's amazing. We were in Discord all day, me and Andrew, just talking about the Sean Payton stuff, having a blast. You get access to that. So go to saintshappyhour.com, support the show, become a patron. So thanks, Andrew, for joining us. Thanks to everybody in the spaces. And we will see you again uh, on the live stream. Or we'll see you one daily show, whenever, or when my bronchitis heals. Anyway, good night, everybody. We'll see you later.